wrapping up week two here on Run Up the Score, and um, you know, totally normal week. Not a lot of injuries, which we uh, which we didn't expect coming back. Is it's almost as if these guys had a full training camp, and because of that, their bodies are used to the grind. And on opposite day, everything that I just said would have been true. Unfortunately, it's not. Uh, your season, you may think your season's out of it. The Ruts boys still believe in you, and we're here to help. We are going to help you get through this injury carnage that was week two, and it starts right now. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Yo. And Tom. Hey, everybody. And it is the week two recap. And boy, oh, boy, is your team in trouble. You know the um, with the, the gif where the dog sits at the table and everything's on fire and he sips the coffee? Like this is fine. This is fine. Yeah, that's 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 literally everyone. That was week yeah. two. Yep, that's week two. I mean, and this is fine because we have something to watch, right? This is this is what we signed up for. Yep. I think, like you, I think you hit the nail on the head with the uh, sarcasm there. The shortened training camp obviously has played a huge factor in uh, guys' availability and their ability to stay in the games. Not only be available for the games, you see guys like Miles Sanders and and Kenny Galladay, guys who haven't even been able to get on the field yet. Mm-hmm. And then you see guys who are battling through injuries like like Julio Jones and, and now guys who come down with injuries like the litany of guys we saw. The scariest part is, is I don't think it's done. No, no, because this is the what I think. Like, if we just take a timeline, like when did teams usually go in for training camp? Beginning of July. Well, they reported end of July. Right. And they had a month before preseason started. So technically, we're, their bodies are still in preseason mode. And they haven't they're played catching a preseason up. game. Right. And so now they have to play the full 60 minutes or as much as they possibly can. And of course, these guys are, you know, gladiators and they, you know, put their bodies on the line. Play through small Quite injuries. literally their lives in some cases. Yep. For our entertainment and for, you know, the millions of dollars that they play for. But, I mean, like, this is where we're at. Like, this is the pre, this is, this should be considered the preseason moments of the season just because that's where a lot of the injuries come up. And unfortunately for fantasy football players, it just means that there's just going to be a, such a higher priority place on the waiver wire. And I mean, I could yeah, take huge. a deep breath and try to list all of the guys who now have injury concerns going into week three, but like we try to keep these under an hour, Yeah, no you know, kidding. like there's just not a lot of time. And so I'm there. I was talking to Scott before this, there's absolutely no way you don't have a team that's affected by this, by what took place in week two. And if not, guess what? Like probably just means it's your turn around the carousel Yeah, you're like, for week three. You know, like God. it's tough to feel great about week three on, you know, the Monday, September 21st that we're recording this. Yeah, my best teams are the ones where only Mostert is hurt. <laughs> just Mostert. Yeah, just, yeah. you know, a guy who is... Had the two two of the longest touchdowns in the league. Had the makings of an absolute linchpin in your lineup. Yeah, through, yeah, <laughs> through a game and a half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But it just means that, uh, and we don't even put any injury guys on this. It's you, you earn your stripes when it comes to a. I look around at us. You know what I see? Losers. Losers of the week. Nobody. Nobody who's. Nobody who's on this list is hurt that we know of no. th- it, to the point where they're going to miss week three. 
Right. And uh, I can start because I know that my my boy, one week, Will Fuller, uh, he gave you one week in week one, I think. Uh, He goes one carry, zero yards, targetless bagel. Zero. Yeah. RB3 stats for their wide receiver one. Oh, my God. Over 30% target share. Over 50% air yards week one. This is it. Will Fuller's healthy. When he's healthy, you absolutely have to play him. My hands up. You know, Deshaun Watson on and on and on and on. He had opportunities in this game. I think he left in the middle of like the second quarter with a hammy problem. Came back in and still finished the game out. But he absolutely nukes you and was a guy that everyone was saying, you know, oh, who are you going to start this week? This guy or Will Fuller? Everyone was leaning Will Fuller's way. And he's that guy like this year. He's that guy of like, should I start this guy or Will Fuller? Yeah. And this week, I was completely like, Will Fuller. And it's amazing. Like, so much going on in the world. So many things different in these uncertain times and blah, 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 blah. And Will Fuller is still Will fucking Fuller. <laughs> Goes off, looks great one week. At literally non-existent. One carry, zero yeah. yard, targetless bagel. Yeah. Tom yes. had as many yards in that game as Will Fuller had on one fewer touch. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, painful. I don't know. No doubt. I mean, oh. my, my loser here is Naheem Hines. Um, I admitted that I spent a boatload on him in fab for uh, Dynasty League. He goes out there and proves me absolutely wrong. Uh, zero rushing <laughs> attempts, which is crazy because he was getting rushing attempts when there was three healthy backs. Um, <laughs> one target in which he caught to his credit. And, uh, it's funny. He even loses kick returns on this in this game. They don't even let him take off kick or take back kickoffs, but he does take back punts. So that will give you uh, some small upside and a, a glimpse of hope into the future that maybe he can score for you on special teams. I actually yeah. <laughs> don't think that Naheem Hines will go away at all. I do think it will be hard to tell when it's a game like this versus a game uh, where he's relevant. Uh, a complaint yeah. that I had about it- him in the past was like. Um, all of his touchdowns from a a season long view occurred in either one or two games, and I can actually check this pretty easily. But that's the problem with him is like in the games where he becomes someone that you would really want to play, it is it's hard to know. And it, it came in two right. games: one versus Jacksonville, one versus Tennessee. So even though in that season in 2019 he didn't leave a game without a rushing attempt, he didn't leave a game without a reception he didn't score in 14, right? So that might be the Naheem Hines we're seeing as Jonathan Taylor gets really accustomed to the NFL. I, uh, I like the pick Tom. He's obviously, you know, he's in loser territory for sure with that performance, but I'm not even really considering him a loser in the same way that I'm considering my guy a loser because my guy was so bad. He made Naheem Hines a loser and Naheem Hines doesn't even play on his team. I am talking about cuck cousins (laughs) looked okay against the Packers, especially in garbage time. We thought, Hey, fine. He, he and Thielen, they got that connection. Captain Kirk gets it done. I've always said that. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much. Not this week. (laughs) If you had negative two for interceptions, which by the way, you probably should. Yeah. Kirk cousins went negative for you. Yeah. He barely scraped across one point. In minus one yeah. interception leagues. And by the way, he's been so bad, not just in this game, but in, in the Packers game as well. The Vikings are the first team since 2005 to have fewer than 50 offensive snaps in two consecutive games. Wow. Yeah. Hashtag stats. So 
Kirk Cousins was so bad, he the Colts felt no pressure to up the pass game. So there, there's Naheem Hines' main yeah, bread exactly. and butter taken away from him. So yeah. where is he going to eat now? Well, he's not going to get carries, especially in Jonathan Taylor's Cousins. first career start, where Jonathan Taylor's got the freshest legs out of anybody in the in the game. He like the Viking defense is horrible. They're like one of the only teams that's allowed 400 total yards both weeks. We'll get to Atlanta later, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they're looking troublesome, I guess. Kirk Cousins makes it every year. Yeah, He has at least one of these performances yeah. every year where he is just an absolute turd. Luckily, no one really starts him. Back yeah. in his Redskins, or I'm sorry, yeah, well, back in his Washington. Redskins days, he they were the Redskins then, but uh, he had he had he was like a, a top 15 quarterback. Yeah, and for the for the Vikings, and he had he games like this too. Unable to trust. We have one more honorable mention loser. Uh, all the NFL trainers out there, uh, sorry for you. You're going to be working a lot of overtime yeah. this week. You're going to be. Yeah. Really, really using a lot of ice and uh, yeah. getting those stim machines out. I would also like to throw in Benny Snell, who went negative as well. I feel like a negative result always gets you on the loser's radar, and you deserve mention. Yeah, he didn't get a lot of work, though. Two touches, lost a fumble. But that's also why he's such a loser, because he had a great, like, compelling, you know, this episode last week, all signs were pointing toward Benny Snell, right? And Very then true. You go, you could almost call They Connor certainly weren't pointing towards James Conner. Well, you could call no, him having the game that he did. If you were plugged in, you probably didn't start him, right? So right now, we Monday Night Football hasn't started. Um, I could lose a game because I sat Connor. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And you definitely lost if you played Snell. <laughs> well, so, not definitely, but he didn't help you. I, I I mean, he only him. hurt you. <laughs> All righty. So if you had one of these losers and – uh, maybe, you know, a few of us did that you need to hear this segment. But if you had anybody who's hurt, which is, like I said, probably about 97% of the people that listen to this show, you need to hear who our waiver wire heroes of the week are going to be. And we're continuing the theme that we started for ourselves week That's one. That's a good drop. Yeah, we've that was the first one I think we ever came up with. Um, yeah, it was easy. But we've got... Yeah, we start um we start same way we did week 1. The person that we think is your break the fab budget bank number 1 at, if you have the number 1 waiver claim if you don't do fab budgeting, this is the guy you go and get and that's Mike Davis. We it's already been announced that Christian McCaffrey will be missing time, multiple yeah. weeks looking like four to, in the 4 to 6 range. The Panthers stink, so I'm saying it's I'm thinking it's definitely closer so, to six than so it is Mike, to four. Mike Davis gets one carry for one yard in this game, but that's that's not what we're here for, not right? Where uh, we don't play in standard leagues, and even if you played in the standard league, you could have started Mike Davis, and he would have got you seven just through the air, eight targets, eight catches, seventy four yards. If CMC is out and he's going to have a an upside to receive passes like that, he's obviously a big bodied back. We've seen him play in that type of role as well. Um, I think he slots right in, and obviously he's nowhere near as efficient as CMC. Nope. But you're paying for volume here, and I think that he's a uh, a pretty darn good buy um, to get you through. You know, four to six weeks they're saying right now, but who knows? It could be the whole season. Unfortunately, yeah. they could just shut two. him down, Already. and you know, who knows what's going to come in the next yep. couple of weeks? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's worth mentioning though. Also, and I wouldn't call this a priority ad. But Curtis Samuel was getting some uh, carries. He had, even had a carry week one. He had four carries in week two. So he's going to be used a little bit in the running game, kind of probably like uh, Corderell Patterson is when the Bears right. have injuries. They're going to need him to to do something for him. 
yeah, so you might have some sneaky value out of that if you have him, but otherwise, I mean, it, it, he's not as he's not the number two ad this week. He's just a guy maybe in a deep league that you could plug. Yeah, in, hope he he's the number two ad of the week in Carolina's backfield. I think for <laughs> sure, uh, unless you want to throw in Reggie Bonifon if you're in a super deep league. I think it's got to um, be Mike Davis, it's, though. It's, he's he's going to get a lot of touches. And, you know, at this point, I'm sure a lot yeah. of you are looking at your running back situation and saying, I'm pretty desperate. Well, you know, you can. And what's tough is that it could be, you know, the landscape of the league could be totally. We could be dealing with the same type of stuff two or three weeks from now. Yeah. But you really can't deal with that. You got to spend, I think, to live in the now, especially if you're feeling a little pressure at mm-hmm. the running back position. And Mike Davis seems like he's going to get you through four to six weeks pretty effectively. Yeah. Speaking of pressure at the running back position, our number two out of the week. Oh, actually, I want to, before I do that, if you're the Christian McCaffrey shareholder of a league in a fab budgeting league, no matter what your budget, is it fair to assume that you're spending 100% of it on Mike Davis this week? No. I think uh, there's there, there's so many injuries. And there's a nuanced way to look at injuries too, right? Like if you also have like uh, Latavius Murray came to mind, but it's a bad example because he's probably owned. Like let's say Tony Pollard, right? Like yeah. you might be wise to be the team that has Tony Pollard and – let's say someone who's healthy. Uh, I was going to say Alvin Kamara, but Monday Night Football hasn't happened yet. But let's just say you have a healthy guy and then you also get the handcuff. That's actually a better situation, right? So it's more about how you want to play it because if there's another um, nasty injury and you get that guy's backup, so you get a guy who's now, let's say it is Tony Pollard and Zeke goes down for the whole season, or let's call it Deion Lewis as a segue, right? You think Deion Lewis is going to be awesome the rest of the season. So you bid for Deion Lewis instead of uh, Mike Davis. Now when Christian McCaffrey comes back, if he does, you have two RB1s rather than right. uh, one whole timeshare. But the way your team is set up and the way your league is set up and things like that make that nuance a little bit more important. So it's hard to be like, yes, I would. No, I wouldn't. But that's two ways okay. of looking at the same coin. So that's a really good way to put it, Tom. I think you... you- uh, perspectivize it very well there. Uh, one thing I want to add about Deion Lewis that I think is a little interesting. I, I mean, I don't know if it's, it's going so to tip the scales um, for you, but it kind of does in my mind. Um, obviously, um, Saquon has uh, unfortunately gone on and, and for that. Thank you for your service. So many injuries. We required a new drop this week. (laughs) How bad was the injury bug? New drop bad. How do you like that one, Tom? That was really good. I'm crying over here, actually. (laughs) And I've been crying for Saquon, too. But we finally worked in a Tommy Boy reference. um, You know, he's unfortunately done for the season. It's confirmed. Uh, Wayne Gallman, who everyone's just assuming is going to take over because he did last year, was actually a healthy inactive in this game. And I want to put the the perspective you know i want to put the light back on deon lewis because deon lewis was the the kick returner for the patriots when joe judge was a special teams coach and joe judge saw the rise from kick returner to really deon lewis was a bell cow for them for one season at least yep. right and you have saquon you have wayne gallman you have these young backs why if you're joe judge would you sign deon lewis unless you didn't like him and you wanted to use him so my thought process is deon lewis is actually going to be the lead back here and i think that 
you know, yeah, I would spend a lot of money on Mike Davis. I, I wouldn't mind, like Tom said, maybe going in on a, a little lower, trying for Deion Lewis and settling for the second option that really long term could be their solution. I mean, it's a perfect thought process from my perspective. We've talked about the injury proneness of Deion Lewis. So in a year like this, like it could give you yeah. some pause, but also like what else are you going to do? You're going to ride Wayne Gallman and you're going to go back to the well on Wayne Gallman. What did he do last year when, when he was, an, this was another week, one week, he it had was really, week two, by the way, when yeah. Saquon hurt his ankle last year yeah. and like everybody, we were saying blow the budget on Wayne Gallman. I mean, the, the, the difference in this year is that Saquon's not coming back after one week unexpectedly right. this time. Yeah. So, so that and we know the big difference this year is Deion Lewis being there and, yep. and, you know, at the worst, Deion Lewis is a great receiving back. So mm. he's going to take that work in a game script where the Giants will be losing for the entire season because they're really bad. Yeah. It makes you like as a Jets fan, it's kind of nice. The Giants are like, oh, we'll get to them. Dumpster fire bad, though. Yeah. <laughs> like the yeah, Jets look worse, but that's only because they have worse coaching. I think there's no way Deion Lewis is like a true three down back. Just he, he won't be able to take it for X amount of games. So they'll work multiple people in, but I think Deion Lewis has more talent than Wayne Gallman to uh, to Scott's point. So I'm, I'm kind of team Deion Lewis too, but I don't think you break the bank on the Giants' backfield because their reports floating point. team are a little bit more useful um, unless you're in full PPR with a quarterback who peppers the running back. And I yeah. just don't think that that's really what's going on over there. Um, th- they did bring in Devonta Freeman for a workout on Monday. The Giants. Yeah, let's hope so, he signs for a lot of my teams. I could use that. I've been holding on to Devonta Freeman for dear life for no reason. The Ruts 2 QB League is uh is one of those teams. Yeah, I mean, he becomes a guy to pay attention to, yep. obviously, even if he doesn't have a team. I don't know what kind of shape he's in, but at this point, it ain't going to matter, no. right? Someone's going to have to pick him yep. up. There was a report last uh, week that he wanted to sign this week, actually. And it wasn't, you know, to my knowledge, confirmed whether that was like, uh, there was actual basis. To what that. did he know? Then, the, then there was the Eagles visit, <laughs> and then everyone died this week. So, I mean, if those things, what did he know? True, yeah, he he's probably going to sign somewhere this week. Hopefully, if not this week, I mean, I don't know if he, there's any value in him because. So you're saying Devontae Freeman is a voodoo witch doctor, and he uh, took all of our favorite players from us. He kind of. This is so nerdy. This is probably the nerdiest <laughs> moment of the show. I'm warning everybody right now. There's a Marvel hero named Dr. Voodoo who has an appearance very similar to Devonta Freeman. Okay. So he is now, Devonta, Devonta Freeman is now Dr. Voodoo. Dr. Voodoo. Yeah. Okay. Marvel All right, we move on. Nerdy. It's the most popular movie franchise in the world. It's like, I hate when people say, oh, I'm so nerdy. I love Star Wars. I love Marvel. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the two, the two biggest, uh, the two highest grossing movie franchises ever. Yeah. Oh wow, you're so you're so quirky for that. <laughs> uh, you know who's looking a little quirky this week? Darrell Henderson. Uh, the Rams have quite the quirky backfield. Yeah, like a Zoe Deschanel, Michael Sarah rom com. <laughs> um, uh, do you put much credence into it? Um, it's hard to tell. Cam Akers injury. I think when you have an injury in the middle of a game, it throws a, a corkscrew into everything. I think sometimes into everything. Still blind. The the only thing I will say that's nice for Henderson is you know he he throws down 121 total yards against an Eagles defense that really doesn't let it up against a run, especially historically. Uh, 
at least over the last, you know, three or four years, they've been really, really strong against the run. So it is surprising to see Daryl Henderson have that good of a game that that kind of makes you feel like, oh, it wow. It is first week back. Yeah, it kind of makes you feel like, oh, wow. Well, and he played, I think, against yeah. Dallas. He just didn't really get that many touches. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you literally just saw this with Malcolm Brown. And I think that to go out and say, okay, I'm going to pay for Daryl Henderson now, you, you're probably making the same mistake that a lot of people made week one. It's a little meat cute, though, for Malcolm Brown and Darrell Henderson in the backfield for the Rams because three-headed monster, they probably couldn't support both. But if they're going to divvy up the touches, these are two guys who do a lot of things very similarly and at the same level. So there could be value if the Rams are going to beat up on teams the way they beat up on the Eagles. Touchdown luck didn't quite fall the running back's way. Of course, all of them got funneled to Tyler Higbee. Legend. uh, Who is a legend, according (laughs) to Scott? Henderson scored. Henderson scored. Yeah, he did, oh, he score. did score. That's he right. did score. So he yeah. gets a touchdown, and like we said, it's against a tough matchup. Yeah. All righty. We now get to the 49ers backfield, which is always much easier to figure out. Yikes. Uh, we're losing Mostert and Tevin Coleman for at least week three against the aforementioned Giants. That immediately makes Jarek McKinnon one of my top three or four ads of the week, uh, if you didn't add him already. Only three touches. So that's that's a bit of a concern, especially in a game where, you know, they were they were leading most of the way. So, yeah. you know, didn't really need a lot I, I from was, Jarek McKinnon. I was trying but, to read some reports on him, and that's why I, I went and put Jeff Wilson on the dock. Uh, uh, one of our boys, you know, we love mm-hmm. we love deep diving when the, when the uh, 49ers backfield gets banged up. But My name, Jeff. You see what happens in the fourth quarter of this game. And I, like I said, you weren't no one was really paying attention because it was such a blowout. But the guy getting the early down snaps was Jeff Wilson. So the assumption, I think, throughout the week should probably be that Jeff Wilson's going to see at least a, a good share of the early down work. And then you'll see Jarek McKinnon probably mix in on second and third down. You know, that that type of role where mm-hmm. he gets he gets receiving upside and some carries. So McKinnon's definitely the priority ad. But if you're in a deep league, I think Jeff Wilson's a kind of guy where if these guys are going to be banged up, the 49ers can run the ball. And Jeff Wilson has shown in the past that he can get it done. So if you're in, you know, these 14 teams, even a 12 teamer at this point, you might be worth just stashing on your bench. Well, yeah, because guess what? They're going to have to. Right. You know, like it's if Jimmy G's not going to play, they have to run the ball. Yeah. So, I mean, they got Nick Mullins starting this week That's and true. potentially until week eight or so. Yeah. So, I but mean, I also saw McKinnon, that like he could come back. McKinnon kind of harkens on what I was talking about before. Right. So, like, if Tevin Coleman's going to have an extended absence, I think most of it will be one of the first people back from this uh, running back plague that went on in week two. So, if yeah, he could be Tevin back Coleman, next week. If Tevin Coleman is still hurt, then you have McKinnon and Mostert. You have what you would call the whole backfield at that point. So it would right. be it would be useful going forward to have that tandem. I agree completely with you, Tom. Uh, we move on now to wide receivers. Uh, none of these wide receivers, I think, are really priority ads over any of the running backs we mentioned, just because it's a much deeper position in yeah, this day was, and age in the NFL. It was tough. I think there's a, there's two that I'd like to mention before we get into the, the guys who are really the heroes for this week. Just guys, if they're still available, if they somehow bled through the cracks. Yep. Um, Robbie Anderson had another 10 target, nine catch, 100 yard game. He didn't score a touchdown. But if he's, ha- you know, if he's hanging around out there, I think he's a must add. Yeah. And the same with Russell Gage. Uh, what was shocking about Russell Gage is he's taking wildcat snaps and he <clears throat> threw a touchdown to Julio and Julio just stone cold dropped it. Um, the usage for Russell Gage is much different than just a slot receiver at this point, right? He's starting, he's, to, he's starting to break the mold a little bit and show that he has kind of standalone 
value just from being the slot receiver on a team that plays in shootouts. So he's very interesting. Yeah. Don, I'm glad. You yeah, this was an eye opening week that, for them. That's exactly what I was thinking. That was such a new uh, role for him. And even though it was Julio's fault that that ball was not caught, I like to think that if Sanu threw it, they, they would have connected. <laughs> Julio pulls it down to keep the perfect passer rating intact. And we would have spent exactly. this whole week being like, we told you Sanu was going to throw <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <eventually. laughs> we didn't think it'd be this early. Now right. he's going to throw another one. <laughs> all that stuff. All that fun stuff. Uh, awesome to watch Russell Gage. I think he's you know going to be one of those darlings of the year, along with Calvin Ridley, who's yeah, looking he's, like he was underdrafted at his fourth round ADP. I know, right? Crazy. I mean, Russell Gage is top 10 yeah. in the league in targets right now. True. All right, we move on to Corey Davis. A.J. Brown uh, left the game and did not return against the Titans. Reports have not been good for him, uh, indicating that he is going to miss week three already. We'll have an update for you on the week four, or sorry, week three uh, preview episode preview, yeah. coming on Thursday. Uh, make sure you keep your eyes open for that. Um, I don't really have much else to say about that. Yeah, Eddie, Corey Davis is going to get targeted. Um, he's shown out pretty well so far, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like we said, not really a guy that is a huge priority add or not a guy that really you should be vaulting into your starting lineups yet, especially when you have another guy who, if he's still available, he's a must add. Uh, Johnny Smith still yep. out there floating on the waiver wire because he went out there and got himself two tuds as well. And they still haven't really unlocked getting Johnny Smith in space, which is where as a tight end, he's one of the elite in space guys. He's like a Kelsey. He broke one long play yesterday or the other day. Yeah. Yesterday. But, uh, the two touchdowns down by the goal line to me is the more like those big three plays, on the year too. We know that skill set and this, and so do the Titans. The, the, it's the goal line touchdowns to me that are like, okay, yep. John is going to stick. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right. Actually, you know, uh, AJ Brown is the guy who goes deep so much and the absence of him. Uh, I think John, who might be the deep guy when you think about it, like that's an offense. And I know this is a few players removed, a few years removed from when it was actually a true statement but used to run through Delaney Walker. Um, so you could see yep. this becoming one of those offenses that runs through the tight end if it's going through the air, and that would be to Janu, especially because they're so good at play action, and you can really yep. see a tight end out in play action in a way that other positions just don't have that uh, that sneaky advantage. Yeah, that is a very good point. You can disguise them on the line and have them peel off in a bunch of different ways. You saw uh, Tyler Higby speaking to him before. He caught a really nice play Mm -hmm. action where he kind of wheeled to the back corner of the end zone against the the Eagles there. Uh, You can see a lot of stuff like that. It's a very good point, Tom, uh, for Janu because he has that capability and because he plays tight end on a team that runs a ton of play action. Tyler Higby also, in case anybody's, in case the shareholder in anybody's league cut bait on him after week one, Go. Hayden Hurst, too, could be out there, too, from people who cut him. Sure. He he had a nice week. Yep. Uh, Speaking of tight ends, I'm glad this is the first tight end after the wide receivers because this guy, based on his slot routes run, did we talk about Golden Tate, though? Oh, we didn't. So, speaking of slot receivers, let's talk about Golden Tate real quick, Scotty. Yeah, yeah, real quick. Uh, If if Shepard's out, Golden Tate could see a monster target share. Yep. And they need playmakers, and it's going to be a good game script for him. Like, Golden Tate's a good receiver. And I think this is the first time that young Darius Slayton. Uh, gets the eyes of defensive coordinators who are viewing him as the the team's top target True. with Shepard out. So could be a tough one for him. Uh, let's get to Mike Jasicki, though, because back-to-back weeks, he has led the Dolphins in targets, eight for 130 and a touchdown. 11 targets. 
I'm picking him up and considering starting him in my flex in a league that I was stricken by injuries this week. That's how in love with his usage I've been so far this season. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I really wouldn't blame you for that. Well, I would have to take a, a gander down your lineup and see the matchups and stuff. We'll get to that in the uh, week three preview. Oh, we sure I'm will. Sure, we'll probably we'll probably get it, get to that after this episode. Yep. But um, Gasicki, yeah, like like I said in the in the, my notes for this is a line like that from a tight end speaks for itself. Yep, like he's an automatic ad. Uh, you just saw Dallas Goddard do it, so you know, and everyone went to run and pick him up. Yeah, um, Tom, you got anything on Gasicki while I pull up a stat? Yeah, the only thing with that is, you know, Devontae Parker had his banner coverage and then Jasicki was the benefactor of that, I think, because he's he's one of those – this is a bunch of our uh, our buzzwords. He's one of the celebrity tight ends who has, you know, great combine numbers, all that stuff, so they put him out in the slot, and he kind of works as a slot receiver. So I think that opened him up a lot. And, uh, you know, uh, Devontae Parker is not going to go up against Stephon Gilmore and White in every week, right? So – the schedule's well, he's going to get them again, but the schedule's going to lighten up <laughs> between that. And, uh, you know, those games I'd probably lean heavier toward Devontae Parker, which, duh, yep. uh, right. I'm going to pick a wide receiver, the, the true wide receiver one on the team over the tight end. But I think Jacecki can have some really great games in between. And maybe the next Agreed. two times he plays those teams as well. Yeah, it's interesting. There's uh, some really weird tight ends that that made the dock, but <laughs> it's showing potential toward maybe having a lot more options as the year yeah. goes on. Uh, we can go to Dalton Schultz, which I think is the next ad. Uh, dude had ten targets, nine catches, eighty-eight yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he he fills in for Blake Jarwin, who I don't I don't know exactly what Blake Jarwin's injury was. Torn ACL. Oh, really? Yeah, he's out for the year. Yeah. So this is a uh, this guy. I've said this about the Cowboys tight end for years and years, and I said it last year about Jason Witten, who finished as a top 15 tight end. Uh, this this role, just it, it just gets work in this offense, and he didn't leave the field really. They threw the ball a ton, and it seems like they're going to have to throw the ball a lot this year. Uh, Dalton Schultz, man, really weird ad, but I think in a deeper league, he could be easily be a starter for you. I agree. I mean, he also had the benefit of one of the best game scripts he'll ha- ever have. The Cowboys were down 20 nothing in the first half of this game. They come back. One of the greatest comebacks of the of the last few years. Absolutely absurd. And an absolute meltdown by the Falcons again. But, I mean, the benefactor of that, Dalton Schultz. I mean, listen, Dak is a we've, – we've talked about Dak as a rushing weapon in the red zone year in and year out. The three-game – the three-touchdown game, as awesome as it is, probably didn't surprise the three of us at all no. if we're being realistic because like we know that this has been possible for Dak Prescott all along oh yeah also a big big push for him in the MVP race I think he's the game. only player ever with the 400 pa- yard passing game and three rushing yeah. touchdowns yep Josh he beat Allen. Lamar to the punch Josh or Josh Allen, Allen yeah <laughs> um another guy could have been you know could have been uh a game script guy but uh CJ Zoma started the week off tearing his Achilles he was the first Don, let's just Casualty get one of this last awful week. joke. One last one. Like, yeah, give us a good one, Don. I'll well, let you. I'll I let mean, you. I'll let you think on it while we bask in a sadness of his loss. You zoom us so daddy hangs out with Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you should go Yuzama So Dead. It's like right there for you, and you nailed it. <laughs> Yuzama So Dead. 
We'll miss you, Uzoma. But speaking of which, Drew Drew sampled nine targets in the second half of the uh, Bengals Browns game on Thursday. And night. Uzoma had like four before he left the game. Yeah. Thank you, yeah, Uzoma, for the cash on the official stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really happy to see him score. Either way, I think uh, Dalton Schultz and Sample, if if Sample's sample size is big enough. <laughs> I just thought of that now. I haven't been on social media, so I'm sure that joke has been made. But <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, um, both of them are kind of this the same idea where the offense doesn't change depending on who's in the position. They just value that position, right? So it used to right. be like, okay, no Eifert, we'll go Tyler Croft. Okay, no Croft, we'll go Uzama. Okay, no Uzama, yep. we'll go Sample. And it's just yep. like, <laughs> over there. No Witten, we'll go Jarwin. No Jarwin, we'll go. Uh, What's his face? Sure. And samples, samples like a younger guy too. Um, uh, so it seems like maybe he has a little rapport with uh, Joe Burrow. Maybe they're hanging out, playing some video games on Twitch or something after the after practice, building those ex- that extra rapport. Is Joe Burrow on Twitch? I don't know. I don't even. I'm not on. He Twitch. has a burner. I, that's just what people who are younger than us do. That's fair. I do it. Not well, but I mean, you get the point. Uh, another tight end to mention, Mo Ali Cox, who played basketball in college uh, for VCU. And was good. Yes, very good. Uh, <laughs> we liked him a lot. But, uh, yeah, the NFL, not the professional uh, sports league that we thought Mo Ali Cox would end up in, especially no, with the NBA going I'll to the tell small you what, ball scripts. Six targets, five catches, 111 yards with Jack Doyle out. And that's the big thing, right? That's if, the if story. Ja- if Jack Doyle is out, Mo Ali Cox sneaks You can start him. him. Sneaks into starting radar. We just we just put four tight ends on the back burner here. I mean, Gazicki was probably a little bit more well known, and it definitely was drafted in some leagues yep. going into the season. But these other three, you no. haven't even heard about. No. So um, they they look like they have some potential, but you need to pay attention with Mo Ali Cox to Jack Doyle's status. Not a priority add at all. No, but if Jack Doyle's out, His value is a little enriched by uh, Paris Campbell going down for a long nap as well. So middle that of the is field. a good point. Middle of the field goes to Mo Ali Cox for now, and that's Bill's favorite area. Good point. He's yeah. got to throw the ball to someone other than Naheem Hines, right? <laughs> he certainly did this week. Um, Naheem Hines had a game. Did anyone tell him? I don't think so. Very nice. All righty. We'll start with our weekly recaps. Uh, Cleveland and Cincinnati. You can definitely go after the Cincinnati Bengal defense. The Tyrod Taylor thing uh, was a one-week wonder. It would appear Baker Mayfield had a nearly career saving game on Thursday night. Joe Burrow the next perhaps implosion. a career announcing game. Sixty one uh, pass attempts. Sixty one pass attempts, yeah. He's Not the, the record, by the way. Sixty one times you could play him. Yeah. Because there it's almost impossible to not you could have five yards per attempt and get to three hundred doing that. You yep. know, it's not uh very difficult when you have that many chances. And when you're actually pretty good, <laughs> you have the chance to really yep. have some big games. And I'll tell you what, Tyler Boyd dropped a touchdown for him square in his hands. Dropped his, what would have been his second touchdown. Yeah, too. so Tyler Boyd, uh, very interesting. A.J. Green got a ton of targets in this game, but it, it didn't, didn't turn it into much. Didn't turn it into much of anything at all. It's nice to see the target number, but you'd like to see him catch a little bit better than three catches on 13 targets. I'm honestly pretty upset with the Bengals on this one. Um, we typically call Michael Thomas of the Saints, Mike Thomas, Mikey T, Mike Thomas. Like, There's a Mike Thomas who plays for the Bengals, which has now moved us to either calling Michael Thomas on the Saints, Michael Thomas or MT, and Mike Thomas of the Bengals, obviously, Mike Thomas. I think people will still know who we mean. I know, but now I'm going to feel like I have to clarify every time. on the podcast about my friend who 
didn't know anything about the NFL, so I gave him my rankings, and I wrote Mike Thomas, and he drafted Mike Thomas, who at the time played on the Rams, uh, yes, like <laughs> in the second round. Tough break. For I the got kid. a steal. What a steal! <laughs> he searched him. He's like, damn, this guy's undervalued. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott, I'm, I've been saving this question. I'm assuming we're holding, uh, we're not, we're taking the same approach you're taking with the Packers for the Browns. You need to see it multiple weeks before you believe in any of it. Yeah. But the Packers looked very good this week. They sure did. Uh, we'll talk about them in a moment. I was very enthused by that. Do do we have another bagpipe in us? Oh, Donnie, we're going to have, we're to... at giants bears. Hold on. Yeah. Well, wax a little poetic. I'll cut you off at some point. I mean, didn't this sucks. Bag like, for Saquon? Oh, we already got. We already got. Oh, we Saquon. did. Don't worry. There will be plenty, plenty more down the road. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's plenty more. I feel to like come. this is going to be a thing. I mean, this one really hurts because it's for the full season. The people who have McCaffrey still have that that glimmer of hope that he'll come back and be McCaffrey. Um, for this one, it's just it's just pain. It's just that that picture of Stephen A. Smith with his head on the glass and the rain <laughs> coming down. Pain. I like pain. the one. The video with. Uh, uh, Wolves by Kanye West playing in the background too, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's the audio of Stephen A. saying, "I'm having a very bad day," and in the background, <laughs> <laughs> that's great radio. Yeah, um, Mitchell Trubisky serviceable again, as we as we knew. Yeah, because we made him the official he was stream. Okay. We should have went with Tannehill, who well, threw down four tuds. But uh, Tannehill's not going to be streamable Mitch after this. Mitch week. didn't kill you, that's for sure. No, not at all. Um, yeah, like how about like four touches, six touches for Tariq Cohen after they give him a seventeen million dollar contract extension? Yeah, and they, David Montgomery did look very good, though. But they still gave Cordero Patterson seven carries. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? I mean, they had to run the clock out somehow, right? That is pretty. All right, Montgomery did look really good. Montgomery Atlanta. scored on what could have been a Tariq Cohen catch like that. Yes, that that was a very Tariq Cohen play of him. <laughs> He's learned from the master himself. <laughs> we go to Atlanta, Dallas now. Uh, an onside kick is successfully recovered by the kicking team in this game, and it wasn't kicked by Young Hui Koo. Yeah, the onside. Not that you. Not that there's any league that awards fantasy points for that, but it, it yeah. just came to my head. That is more absolutely interesting epic than comeback field goal could ever be. I think that if you're going to reward, if you're especially going to punish missed field goals, you should reward successful onside kicks. converted onside kicks. Absolutely. Yeah, we got to look into that. Yeah. If you sleeper. if you email sleeper that they will add it. I'm sure they would. That's how we good that app is. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Matt Ryan looking like a great quarterback investment. He was at the tail end of that top tier. Maybe one of those guys that fell into like the ninth, tenth rounds, yeah, where where guys like, like us are kind of looking for king. for that value. And I mean, the Falcons' defense is so bad. On the other hand, though, Matt Ryan's got maybe the best group of pass catchers in the league yeah. with how good Calvin Ridley's looked, and Julio Jones had a great week one, a touch, a drop touchdown away from having a, a serviceable week two. Russell, Russell Gage. Gage should have been in the two tutty club. Uh, Gurley didn't get any targets in this game, but you got Gurley as a receiving back. Yep. Hayden Hurst, you know, they, Hayden, he has a ton of we- that is a rival game. He has a ton of weapons and a game and a seemingly weekly game script that's going to have him throwing the ball at least at least forty times a game. Which yeah. is, if he's going to do that, he's going to be a top ten quarterback for yeah, sure. No problem for sure. Yeah, Dak Prescott played great in this one. Zeke got fed. Um, 
you know, it's looking like first the Falcons 100. are that track meet team again this first, year. First uh, honey bomb for CeeDee Lamb, too. First of many, if Get you're asking me. I've I've been so impressed with how he's looked. Uh, Gallup or Gallup can exist. He's just not, like, doing it yet. Yeah, Gallup's just not hitting them yet, I don't think. I think the pr- from what I've seen, and I've kind of, like, been trying to just find, like, pockets of analysts who are specific to one team, kind of like right. how The Athletic does their football coverage. What I've found from the Cowboys is that a lot of people are saying that Gallup hasn't found his stride yet because he doesn't move around the formations as much as Amari Cooper and C- and CeeDee Lamb right. do. But if CeeDee Lamb is going to command that attention, likely from a safety moving up to cover him in the slot, that's one less guy for Gallup who's, you know, that their bigger play guy yeah. over the top of defenses and stuff. So I think I think an ecosystem is going to develop in Dallas. I just don't think we're quite there yet until defenses can get, you know, Perhaps maybe one or two more weeks worth Gallup's of film. time will come. Yeah, I think he's going to have big games. I think it ends up being frustrating to have any of the Cowboys receivers who are going to all be as likely I mean, to catch a touchdown as they are to catch four passes for sixty. For yards. me, it doesn't. It doesn't seem that frustrating if you have anyone but Gallup. But Gallup is a pure sit for me right now. Yeah, he's he's a yep. wait and see at, at this point. Yep. All righty. Lions Packers. Packers pull away in this one. Scott, you said you're. I don't know if you want to officially announce that you're a believer yet, but it's growing, looking really good for the Packers. Growing optimism. Yeah. Um, you know, you know who's one of those guys for me in fantasy football is Aaron Jones. Like every time Aaron Jones has one of those monsters, rest assured that I'm playing him in at least half of the leagues that I'm in. Yep. So he eviscerated me this week. What another amazing Aaron Jones performance just to remind you how great of a running yeah. back this guy really is. Seeming like if you got him, you know, a lot of people were letting him slide in some leagues. You're getting him in that like front end, third range. That's Not where really, I got him in the league. I have him. That's what I'm saying. You know, and if you he was able to drop that far, he's looking like, you know, he's going to get you those four or five games this year where, oh, I had Aaron Jones, so I won. Yep, exactly. Um, Led the Packers in receptions and receiving yards this week. What about Devontae? Uh, what about Devontae? I actually had an update that crawled across the timeline as yep. we started recording this episode. I'll get it to you. He got hurt in the third quarter. The Packers ended the third quarter with, I believe it was a 35. No. Um, He's fine. Long story short. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to come back in the game. Matt LaFleur denied that request because they were so far ahead by the time Thank that the he was Lord. analyzed and approved. One to like, guy survived yeah. for us. And I mean, they may hold him out because the Packers are, are looking very strong. So that does make Marquez Valdez scantling. A good, a, an interesting ad. I would also no, keep your eyes on Robert Tanyan, who seems to be the number one tight end for the Packers right now as well. Lazard too, and Laz- well, Lazard. I would, I would imagine after Week One was probably on a lot of rosters. Yeah, but, but if he's out there, you can certainly go get him. I can do a check while we roll on, but I think Marquez Valdez Scantling either got banged up and maybe came back in or whatever, but he he didn't leave unscathed. Yeah, and Devontae Adams still leads the league in target share for his team, by the way. So, yeah, and if we you know, want to talk just about, was a, can we recap uh, Cardinals next? It was a four o'clock game, but we can jump around if you want. Sure. The, I just want to remember it, and while we're talking about leading teams, <laughs> go for it, Tom. Uh, Devontae or Devonte Adams, I'm wrong team. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. His target share is the biggest he's ever had over the first two games of a year. Over any two yeah. game span, basically. So he is being targeted to oblivion by Kyler Murray. He is, uh, I mean, good Devante job, Adam Kyler. Went nuts week one, 
But I think based on targets and based on, you know, Julio's lack of touchdowns and this week was pretty disappointing. I think DeAndre Hopkins is the number one option at receiver in fantasy and in the NFL. I think he should be the the priced out king for DraftKings and all that, but he's not. I mean, he's getting yeah. like 15 plus targets a game and he's cashing in. Yeah. He's not He was actually my my payup last week at only 7700 on DraftKings. Yeah, I think before this is all over, he's I think he's on track to become the most valuable receiver in the league. So, I mean, maybe there's a stupid owner who owns him or something. I would trade for DeAndre Hopkins. I would trade almost anyone for him. Not almost any running back, but you know, right. I, I think his value is going to be insane. But we'll, I think that's a good point. When it's all said and done, we'll look and we're going to see his line and it's going to be like, wow. We made a mistake letting him slip past pick 12. Really yeah. looking like a really looking like a prime candidate for the te- the 100 1010 club. Oh, yeah. It seems like a stone cold lock. Yeah. I, I mean, think he's a stone cold lock for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's at what, 26 catches already? Or 22 catches already? And so, I mean, he's, he's yeah. right on pace. And yeah. Yeah. All righty. Uh, we move. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Washington. I think um, they're, a, they're a fun second half team, as Scott pointed out. Like they, they really seem to just kind of have that. That mojo working. It seems like Dwayne Haskins get better is a great, as the year goes uh, on. Halftime um, speech guy. This defense didn't destroy you. No, you know, they weren't great. Uh, you know, there was probably some better streaming options that you could have had. But I think that they're going to be there for us if you're really desperate because Chase Young's a playmaker and a game wrecker, and uh, they they could they could potentially be there for you. Um, it was really nice to see Antonio Gibson get 13 carries. Uh, the touchdown he scored. That guy. I, you know, obviously you don't get a chance to see him a lot. He was shot out of a cannon. That was like the fastest 13-yard run I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. He like blasted through the end zone too like it was a finish line. I was like, "Wow." So, I understand where I'm starting to understand where all this hype is coming from with him in the leagues that I have him. I'm so much more excited to the point where I'm ready. I'm like, I'm ready to start him as my RB2. Like, let's go. I think uh, Washington let up let up 30 points. They had three sacks, a fumble forced, and a pick. Yeah, McKissick so. Am I talking or am I muted? You're talking. You're good. All right, cool. 2020 again. <laughs> um, the the good thing about this is Peyton Barber's carries were horrible. McKissick had some good ones, but like it's really just never going to be his show. Uh, I think the Gibson stuff is here to stay, and I think next week is a really good opportunity for him. Uh, we'll leave it to the preview, but he plays against the Browns. Um, or is it the, nice? I think it's the Browns. I'll double check. But I forget too, but I was looking at his matchup and, and being happy about it because it seemed favorable. <laughs> yeah, let me just check any team in the world because I have him on every single one. Sorry for this. I thought, <laughs> I, I, thought I had somewhere to go with it, but I, uh, I'm starting to Well, just, we could just go on to the next game. Who else you got, Donnie? It's well, we got to jump around a little bit. It's it Cleveland. Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. Good. All righty. Tennessee-Jacksonville. This was a fun game. Ryan Tannehill throws for four. Gardner Minshew throws for three. Um, Jacksonville gives the Titans every bit of a, How about of a scare. James Robinson. I think he that, looks really uh, good. Yeah, he looks really good. Uh, the touchdown, speaking of a really strong touchdown, I think his was like 17 or 18 yards, and it looked really good. 17 yards. Um, they're not afraid to give him the ball at all to the point that they're not even really giving the run, running backs the ball. 
They're using well, a guy. Chenault was second on the team in and carries. I, and I did want to bring him up because he he also plays wide receiver. He's like, you know, they're starting wide receiver. Yeah. He's getting five carries. He's getting actual handoffs too. Mm-hmm. Wildcat stuff. LaVisca Chenault's becoming more and more interesting to me. And I think he will 72 become, total yards for him on with three catches. That's what I'm saying. You know, he's getting so many of these interesting opportunities that yeah. he's going to be undeniable, I think, at some point. Yeah. For now, we'll just put him on the radar. But uh, James Robinson, I think, is a great guy for, you know, someone's added them and added him and probably hasn't had the stones to start him through the first two weeks. Go out there and give them like a reasonable offer because I think that people will be willing to move off of him and the Jags aren't moving off of him. They're no. riding him. Speaking of guys who won't be moved off of, Derrick Henry, he's going to explode, I think, in the next couple of weeks. He's had every yeah. opportunity. He's had carries inside the five. He's, I really just think that the explosion's coming. He's going to score touchdowns. They're not going to go away from him. You know, the Titans know that he sets up everything that they want to do. And they're all That's why is, Tannehill was so effective in the well. past game. You know, like Tom, you had a great, you had the great point about the play action helping Johnu Smith. And they're going to lose uh, A.J. Brown. Maybe we see Derrick Henry a little bit more involved in the past game than he's been in the first couple of weeks. He had no catches today. Yeah. So I, I really like his prospects, and I like him as a potential buy low candidate, although I don't think anybody who has him is going to look to get rid of their first-round pick. Not after like 60 so touches, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Minnesota-Indianapolis. Uh, Indianapolis with a great bounce-back win after losing to the upstart Jags. Minnesota has looked horrible, but Dalvin Cook is still yeah. giving you that first round pick value with touchdowns in both weeks. You know, Alexander Madison, not nearly as effective this week as he was last week. So we know that it's still Dalvin Cook's show, even in a game where yeah. Kirk you know, Cousins just absolutely nukes Thielen in this yeah. one, too. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I'm a little I, I did a dynasty trade in the summer to trade the, the number two overall pick for Julio Jones. And uh, the pick was going to be Jonathan Taylor. And yeah. uh it's a dynasty league, and I'm still. I feel a little remorseful. I feel like I should have just yeah. drafted Jonathan Taylor because the the opportunity for him, obviously hindsight's always twenty twenty, but uh, the opportunity for him looks pretty incredible. And uh, as long as he stays stays healthy, I really think that he's going to finish uh, in in the top fifteen. It's going to be difficult for him not to if they're going to give him twenty six carries a game. Right, and just go away from Naeem Hines totally. Yeah. And he's got he's now has I think believe he has eight catches in two games now as well. Just Great fine. target share. Yeah. The type of target share you'd want out of a bell cow. Yeah. Especially with a team on a team with such a defined pass catching back role. I think all signs nothing about. has been negative about Jonathan Taylor's outlook no. for the first two weeks of the season. Yeah, Scott, you stink for that. Idiot. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot, Tom. Look at you getting hooly. You could have been favorite NFL been, player of all time. You could have picked Cam Akers and been screwed over. You know, you could have picked DeAndre Swift. Kashawn Vaughn. For sure. Deshaun for Vaughn. sure. J.K. Dobbins didn't look that great this week outside of one run. Yeah. They got to give him we'll, the ball. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Eyeballs. Bill's Dol- amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Bill's Dolphins. I'll tell you what. Before the Sunday night game kicked off, my MVP vote would have gone to Josh Allen. You know what? Uh, he's looked Bill, great. You know who's who got a lot of slander in the offseason? And we weren't, and I, I really wasn't here for it, I'll say. Stick my foot in the ground. Stefan Diggs was going at WR like 27. People were getting him in the sixth, seventh round. Absolute crime. He goes buck wild yeah, in this great. game. He went buck wild, really. He went eight for 86 and just didn't get a touchdown on the first game. He's got you 16 catches. Over 200 yards in his first two games ever with Josh Allen. 
I think Diggs is a top 15 option from here on out. Yeah, about 230, 240 yard mark. He's at. He's got a touchdown. Got a touchdown already. I mean, he looks every bit. John Brown scores again. I mean, this Bills offense all of a sudden is like a lot. Josh Allen is slinging that bad boy. He's MVP caliber right now. He's not. I don't think he's the MVP based on what's going on in Seattle. Yeah. But man, Josh Allen has looked really, really good. Yeah. I don't think he's the MVP because it's week two, but when it's week 16, he may be. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, what's his name? Dawson Knox. He yes. knocked himself out with a concussion. So he's going to not be available probably. I think that's going to boost your, your Cole Beasley's, your John Brown's probably a little bit for week three. So just a, yeah, get some more three wide receiver sets and some some slot reps for the short yardage. Yeah, yep. I think we're going to need a couple of weeks, though. too, to see how this Bill's. Uh, what am I trying to say? This Bill's backfield is going to pan out because, you know, Zach Moss got the goal line work, but Devin Singletary much more effective. Devin Singletary getting two catches to the zero. Um, from I don't know. When I Zach watch Moss, Devin, I don't know. Devin Singletary, he looks really good. Yes. I feel like every time he touches the ball, he yeah. looks really quick and effective. If I were them, I think. I understand that he's small, but I think I would I would lean more toward him. Yeah, but we'll see how it goes. They're always weird like that. They I mean, play I, cool I stayed away. Mm-hmm. It's just Josh Allen. He's gonna, yeah, score his rushing touchdowns, and you know he's gonna take them away from the running backs. And if there's two running no backs, kidding, yep. man, you know you do the math. Hmm. Uh, Niners Jets. Oh boy, next. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot to go over with the Niners because of their injury concerns. Raheem Mostert we gives you a lot of it, though. I mean, yeah, we did a good job. Kittle, Kittle's in Kittle's in trouble too. I think for Week Three, just because they're playing the Giants, which makes Jordan Reed. We didn't put him on the dock because we talked about him uh, in the preview uh, as a potential official streamer. I mean, Jordan Reed becomes an ad. I did think have if two you, tuds. If you have George Kittle, I think you should definitely add Jordan Reed. Just yep. like we said for the same reasons in the in last week's preview, you can just play it down to the wire then. Mm-hmm. If Kittle goes, you play him. If not, you, you're able to just slot in Jordan Reed, who has the upside to score two touchdowns. I mean, is he going to be able to do that with Nick Mullins to yep. be determined? But, you know, maybe we lean toward Dalton Schultz just because of that. But One note I'd like to add about this, uh, about this game is uh, Kyle Shanahan was very critical of the quality of the turf uh, at MetLife Stadium. I guess the yeah, Giants play their Monday night. Um they play at MetLife Stadium next week. Yeah. And if you've got a tight end with a knee issue, I don't know if you're going to send him out on a field that you're not entirely after convinced your whole of the team quality of. Beat up out after there. you just lost your top two running backs and your starting quarterback. Like and your starting defensive lineman. Yeah. And this is a guy that they're paying what, seventeen and a half million a year that was the deal they gave Kittle in the offseason. The scary part so is, is is they're gonna beat the Giants. Like whether too. they have George Kittle or not. So I really I would be planning to not have George Kittle this weekend yeah. for that reason. Probably worth it to just yep. put a waiver claim in for Jordan Reed. And the Jets suck. Okay. Los Angeles and Philly. Tyler Higby, the star of this one. Three touchdowns. We mentioned the D'Angelo, the Darrell Henderson touchdown. Um, it was nice to see the Eagles stick to their word about what they said about Miles Sanders and what they yes. had intended to do. That, and they had reason not say. to because he fumbled very early in and this he game. Had, he fumbles a little early. He's coming in with a hamstring. Well, he still gets you 20 carries and seven targets. So. Yes. You know, he's in line for a monster season if he can continue to make it through because the Eagles are going, they want they want to rely on him, it seems yeah. like. Uh, Cooper Cup also loses a fumble, but he does lead the Rams in receiving yards. Robert Woods, just two catches, but he got three carries and scored a touchdown in this one to kind of save his day. Um, Rams looking really good on offense right now. 
And it's exciting to see because, you know, when they're good and they have all these pieces that you can get in your fantasy team, they're a fun team to watch. And I'm hoping that we get more of the same uh, from that. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, they, I mean, their lack of substitution whatsoever makes them an easy recap yeah. team every time. And the Philly uh, PA guy yeah. played pre-recorded booze when Carson Wentz threw an incomplete pass on third down early in the second quarter wow. of this game. So that's how it's going in Philly. Yeah, that's that's pretty on brand, though, yeah, I would say. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Steelers-Broncos, the Broncos lose Ever. Drew Locke early. They lose Cortland Sutton late, and they still almost come back and win this game. Why, Cortland? I'm assuming that I thought he was going to have a big year, and because he got hurt, I can just assume that he would have had he not got hurt. That's the only bright side of this. I was bullish on Cortland Sutton this season. He looked good, too. And that's them's the breaks. Yeah, he... he, uh, Notification update. Cortland Sutton tore up his knee. Done for the year. Done for the year. But, like, tore up his knee? That is so... Yeah, tore up his knee. Done for the year. Come on, man. You're in a reporter. Give us something official. What's your job? Did you want the scoop that badly? It reminds me of that old Louis C.K. joke where uh, he was was at the doctor's with, like, his mother or something like that. She's very old. And he's saying, like, the doctor didn't care. He's like, yeah, she's probably got a bunch of fucking tumors in her head. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, he didn't say fucking. And then the next line was like, I can tell he he could have just threw fucking in there. Probably got a bunch of fucking tumors in her head <laughs> to describe the level of which that he cared. That's how I felt reading that notification. Tore up his knee. Good riddance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, James Connor for a little while wasn't expected to be playing in this game. Ends up having a great day. Sixteen carries, over 106 yards, two catches for 15. It seems like he's gonna be okay. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. If, you're gonna be rolling the dice every yeah. week, but obviously, yeah, sometimes it's gonna hit. I, and uh, Noah Fant obviously is a must start. I, I mean, you yeah. got to find a way to work him into your lineup with Sutton out. Jerry Judy gets gets a little banged up. He's already had drop issues too. Yeah. Like it seems like Fant's gonna be their guy in the red zone moving forward. And this Broncos team moved the ball pretty well with Jeff Driscoll in the game, so. You know, full week of just go can sling it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But they, we were they, we learned that we last were, year with yeah. Detroit. They we were recipients of his services in a big way last year in the Ruts Two QB. Tampa Bay and Carolina. Mike Evans explodes in the first quarter of this game. Sorry, get talking over each other a little bit. A defense that I would add is Tampa Bay because Jeff Driscoll is going to have to play them next week. You can see the right. okay. is a decent defense. Um, it's going to be a hard matchup for him. So they're probably Indy, play, Indy plays the Jets too, and they just came off a good game against the Vikings. So mm-hmm. that could be a good one. Cool, 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 cool. Well, great segue, Tom, because we're talking about Tampa Bay. Bruce Arians doesn't want to admit it, but I think Leonard Fournette has won the RB job in, it's in Tampa time. Bay. It's Lenny uh, time. Twelve carries for 103 yards and two touchdowns. He broke a long one at the end of the game, which it seems like he's really good at. For Netflix and chill has returned. Yes. Oh yeah. What are we streaming, boys? We're streaming Leonard Fournette Tuds. That's what we're streaming. What about me and the boys? 
<laughs> um, Godwin obviously uh, doesn't play in this one. I think he should be okay already been cleared. cleared. Oh, he's already been cleared. Yep. Okay, good. Allegedly, so they should be full steam ahead. Uh, Gronk with a bagel in this one. Yeah, he's yeah. got four targets. You can drop him. Yeah, you don't need him. You don't need him taking up a you roster. You can't really space. trust anybody in the offense besides Evans, Godwin, and I think Leonard Fournette at this point, point. and maybe Teddy Tom. Yeah, you could play Brady. Sure. Yeah, uh, DJ Moore had a nice game, eight for one twenty. He's on uh, due for a touchdown watch Who for cares? me. Robbie Anderson 100. and Robbie Anderson nine for one hundred nine. I mean, another sterling example of a player doing very well, playing his best football after escaping the clutches of Adam. You know, I think one one of the things that uh, was a detriment for for us is not being able to do the research this year and really do the deep dive. Mm. Like I would have been more keen to understanding the fact that Robbie Anderson's like most productive years, basically what got Robbie Anderson into the NFL was his performance at temple under Matt rule. So like Matt rule has a really good understanding of Robbie Anderson's skill set from years ago. And I think that if I thought about that, I would have been throwing a late pick on Robbie Anderson Mm -hmm. more often. Luckily I was able to snag him on the waiver wire. And I think there's, there's going to be some leagues where you can, and he should not be out there. It's time. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he's pacing out for his biggest yardage total ever. Right. Chiefs-Chargers uh, took an interesting comeback. Mahomes ends up throwing up a 30-burger in this game in a league that scores 20 points for a point – or 20 yards for a point in passing in one of the leagues yeah, that I'm I mean, in. It was Throws for 302 points, touchdowns. Yeah. He was the leading rusher for Kansas City with 54 yards. And it was ugly. Ugly game. <laughs> they played, ugly game. The Chiefs can play horrible and still yeah. do that. You know, you still have Ty- a Tyreek yeah. Hill touchdown. You still have a Travis Kelsey touchdown. You still have uh, Clyde Edwards aware catch six passes in this yeah. game. You know, all their guys still, from a fantasy perspective, gave you an incredible mm-hmm. floor and they played horribly. Yeah. So there's no problem with the Chiefs. You keep loading those boys out. Sammy Watkins leaves this game with what appeared to be a concussion. McCole Hardman had all three of his targets after Watkins left. Looks like he slides into that number two role if Watkins can't go this week. That's a something to keep your eye on if you're in a deep league and you're hurt with injuries. Uh, Austin Eckler, four for 55, four catches for 55 yards, 16 carries for 93 yards. Uh, in a game Kelly, where Josh though. Kelly had 23 carries. So yeah. it looks like the Chargers are going to lean on these running backs when Herbert is eventually named the starter. We'll see what's going on with Tyrod. A very strange situation and certainly one to give you pause, but it does look like if Tyrod can get on the right side of Tom, health, what were you going to say about starts. Josh Kelly? I was just going to say, I think it just shows that the Chargers are a good team, like the way yeah. that they kept in the game. And what's going to keep two running backs fantasy relevant is the fact that they're a good team. So I think it just it really boils down to a simple fact like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Baltimore, Houston, man. Are the Texans bad, or did they just play the two best teams in the league? Yeah, I mean, I think that... Two best teams in the league. Yeah, and I think that maybe even if both of those two things are a little bit true, you're going to see them start to look like they're playing a lot better because they're not playing against these superstar teams. I mean, the Ravens barely had to try to win this game. It's nuts. They They got a defensive touchdown, and their first drive went for a touchdown, and then they just cooled on the brakes, essentially, the entire game. Uh, Mark Ingram with a great direct snap, fourth and one, I believe it was, rips off like a 25, 30-yard rushing touchdown to really just put this game to bed. And it was early, you know? And, you know, that's unfortunately what Tom brought up in the preview didn't come to fruition. 
this was one of the games we were supposed to get four quarters of Baltimore Ravens, nope. and uh, we did not. No. Yeah, and uh, they kind of support the theory of, hey, it's a good team, so multiple running backs are relevant, right? So it's not that, like, for sure, you know, one is so good that the you have to give them, because they're going to have so many rushing attempts by virtue of being a good team. So you can't yeah. give someone 50 rushing attempts when they have, like, so many to go around. Yeah, right. the gu- even the Gus Bus was, I believe, the leading rusher in this game. Exactly. Yeah, he was one of three up. Ravens to rush for over 50 yards, and J.K. Dobbins had 48 yards. So Jeez. they almost had four guys rush for 50 yards. Yeah, that machine's churning yeah, still, huh? Uh, Dobbins, by the way, averaged like 20 yards a touch. By the he way. didn't have a, a touch in the first half. It's unbelievable. It's, he's gonna, it's gonna become one of those guys where I think he's gonna be so frustrating because he is more talented, you can tell than these other guys, yeah. but he's not going to get the work. No. The balance he showed on, on the one long run that he had was incredible. Yeah, yeah that was a cool. Uh, New England, Seattle. This was a fantastic game. Cam Newton, Newton. Superman. Well, yeah. he goes Wakanda forever into the Superman. I mean, now, just, which is a really just nice throwing touch. up the bird on his first primetime game since everybody spat on his name and yeah. signed Nick Foles. And signed all these other bums to the you know whatever kind of contract that they would like to. Cam Newton comes out and shows that he's still Cam freaking Newton. Not only did he run the ball incredibly well and get you two rushing touchdowns, that ball was firing off mm-hmm. of his hands so much so that Edelman couldn't even hold on to it. He dropped like three or four balls in that game. And by the way, Edelman career high in receiving yards this week. Yep, 179 on eight catches. He was unbelievable. Uh, Rex Burkhead leads the backfield and touches. Uh, our thoughts are with James White. Yeah, uh, whenever point. he's back, we're going to be rooting hard as hell for him, as we always do. Yeah. Uh, you He'll know, what happened to his back. family was tragic. He'll probably be back right away. Yeah, I think it was like a same day or really short. It happened back. like an hour be- or two hours before they were supposed to kick off. Yeah. yeah so I think but, I mean, be back still. next week. So that's why we don't have Rex Burkhead as like an ad or anything like that. Yeah. I think it just goes back to the natural order of things. Uh, mm-hmm. that backfield. Agreed. Uh, any fears on Chris Carson losing carries to Carlos Hyde, I think, can be put to bed. This was a closer game than the game the Seahawks played against Atlanta. Carson, the wide margin leader in targets, catches his third touchdown yeah, of the game. That's the number. So he still has a run for one, which is awesome Chris to see. Carson has three receiving touchdowns. Yep. He still received seven carries. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, 17 carries yep. in this game as well. So Chris Carson's the lead dog. Mm-hmm. Um, Congrats to everyone who drafted DK Metcalf. He looks like um, a stud. He what just went toe to toe with Stephon Gilmore. I watched that whole game. He went toe to toe with Stephon Gilmore every single snap and came away the clear winner of the four matchup. for ninety two and a long touchdown that he like made Stephon Gilmore his little baby boy. And I mean, some of the blocking of DK just driving him to the sideline so much that he's like fighting him on the Seahawks sideline. Yeah. DK Metcalf, aside from aside from fantasy football, real life football is looking like an absolute dynamo and superstar in the league yeah. for years to come. JJ Arcega, Whiteside, Andy Isabella, and another guy who's not really that good were, were the three receivers drafted ahead of him. But yeah, he was and, he like watching him. And that, that was whole in the third game, round, by the way. He, yeah, he blew me away in that yeah, game. It was like, wow, he yeah. is he is something he's special. Huge. Like uh, he's just he's really tall, and obviously we know. He's like super strong. And I will say this too. Um, speaking of huge, 
Uh, Nikhil Harry had a good game. He did. And when you see him line up out there, you're like, I, we, were, we were saying like, I wonder what the difference between height and weight wise between Nikhil Harry and DK Metcalf actually is. Cause he's a big dude yeah. too. It'd be interesting to see them get him more involved as well. And yeah. I think he will, as he gets more reps with camp. Hey, at eight catches last night. So I, th- I would say he's pretty involved. I'd like to see the two of them in the octagon. Oh, baby, man. Adesanya, Paulo Costa coming up. Uh, I think it's this weekend. For you UFC fans out there, that I think that's like a we want Metcalf Harry. Yeah, Metcalf <laughs> Harry, and then the winner gets AJ Brown when he's healthy <laughs> to unify the belt. Um, Saints just kicked a field goal on their first drive against Vegas. Hopefully, uh, those of you sweating it out on Monday night get the result that you need. Need Kamara to just say, you know what, I'm not going to try too hard this week. Well, that's he's got two carries got for ten yards and a catch for seven on the first drive. Okay, so, so yeah, don't worry though. Slow it down. Taysom Hill still has a carry. Oh, always. It was nice, too, actually. It was pretty nice. <laughs> Don't tell me that. All right. Uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, hey, listen. Take a deep breath. Admit that the season is not going to go the way that you want it to. And reassess. Listen. What we did I? What was the last thing I said before the episode ended? My fantasy baseball team's getting annihilated. Guess what? We're in the championship game this That's week. Right. Things can change in a day. Don't forget trying. that. It's especially true in fantasy football, maybe more than any league in, maybe more than any fantasy sport that you can play. We're here for you. We will see you on Thursday, hopefully with some injury updates, maybe on the positive side for once. Uh, uh, but whether it's positive, whether it's negative, we're here to help you out. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at RutzFF. You can find our Man Catch Monday, which was a late submission, but certainly uh, – Certainly a great one. Uh, You can check that out there, and we will see everybody on Thursday for the week three preview. This has been Run Up the Score. We remind you, whether they're hurt or not, keep scoring.